G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Well, as we draw our way towards the end of another year, we have 2023 in our sights. And what will 2023 hold? No doubt there'll be more and more controversies. Issues around climate change will no doubt be dominant, as well as the economic issues that go with cost of living and the challenges that face every single one of us. Bill Muhlenberg has been looking into one of those areas that's likely to gain momentum over this next year, with a focus on what's been happening with the Dutch farmers. Bill's back with us. Hello, Bill. Welcome back to 2020. Always great to be with you, Neil. And before we get underway, Bill, uh, you're still shivering down your way in Melbourne. Uh, That's not so good. Climate change sorts of issues that we'll be talking about. Uh, Global warming, yes, it's been freezing here in Melbourne. I got my jumper on, as you can see, and uh, we're hoping maybe by Christmas, which is coming real fast, Hopefully it'll warm up just a smidge, but boy, it sure has been cold up till now. (laughs) Well, you know, we know the climate is changing, whether that's man-made or not. That's not stopping a lot of governments from moving systematically to take control Mm. of a lot of issues. Farming, you're seeing as potentially on the agenda for control from governments. Yeah, well, it already is in a number of places. Uh, We've seen it already in Canada, well, Sri Lanka, Holland, and other European nations, a lot of it having to do with things like fertilizer, which now our powers that be are telling us are bad. We shouldn't have so much fertilizer. It's, It's got all these horrible chemicals, and it's destroying the environment. Well, Uh, The EU and other bodies are now clamping down on countries. Holland is one of those that's uh, foolishly, I think, gone along with it to radically reduce the use of fertilizers. Of course, that means, uh, well, less food. Usually, Uh, fertilizer has been a great uh, champion uh, used wisely and properly to give us more food to feed more people, to reduce uh, starvation around the globe. So many experts say, you know, we need more fertilizer, not less. But countries like Holland, where I used to live, they're going along with the EU dictates. Not only that, but it's getting much, much scarier. Uh, They just announced that some 3,000 farms will be forcibly closed down by the government. Sure, they're offering them compensation if they want, but of course, most farmers don't want it. They want to keep farming. They want to keep producing food for the people. But the state has already said, nope, you either sell up your lands and we get rid of them or, uh, well, you'll pay the price. So either way, this is bad news. And sadly, we've seen this kind of uh, collectivization of farms, nationalization of farmers, 
uh, before, and it's never been a very good outcome when that happens. We might get into some of that history just ahead, but if you make climate change a national emergency, you Mm. have this opportunity to create extra powers for governments. That's, I guess, where we ought to be thinking caution required. Well, absolutely, and good point. And, of course, we've seen it, right? We've seen it in the last three years. What did we just have? National, global emergency. Uh, First one, COVID was the excuse. So we had, as you said, unprecedented rise of the power of the state, a huge, massive rise in the suppression of basic human rights and freedoms, right? People locked down here in Melbourne 23 hours a day, couldn't go beyond five kilometers. I mean, even in wartime, we've never seen these kind of uh, draconian, heavy-handed powers of the state. So many have said uh, the COVID uh, so-called crisis or emergency was a nice test run, but we really want to run with the same things when it comes to climate. The state can announce this is an emergency. We have to act now. Therefore, any number of things goes, whether we take over your farms, whether we start forcing you to eat insects. And by the way, that is a big part of what's being called, not just Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. Many state players are now pushing this. They're saying we have to ban meat. Uh, No more red meat for you guys. No more farms. No more fertilizers. No more cars. No more travel. I mean, the list is endless. It not only looks quite a bit like the COVID mandates, but in the name of saving the planet, we're really going to destroy the planet whenever you have uh, the state taking over things like uh, food production, well, it always goes bad real real big and people end up starving. But sadly, some throughout the Great Reset, some uh, throughout the COVID years, some throughout the World Economic Forum have all said we're overpopulated. We have far too many people. We got to take radical steps to get rid of a lot of people. The very same excuses have been used on the climate. We're overpopulated. We're destroying the earth. Therefore, we must do something to get rid of a lot of people. Well, getting rid of a lot of farms and farmers, letting millions perhaps starve to death as a result, that's one way to do it. You're saying what's happening in Holland uh, with the Dutch farmers is not really new. Uh, How do you describe what's going on there now and uh, dangerous precedents? Well, again, it's uh, when the state starts telling you it can do things better than you can, right? Whether some bureaucrat in The Hague or Canberra or Washington starts telling you, I can farm better than you guys who are on the farm, have been all your life and your parents and your parents before. That's always a worry. Bureaucrats are not well-placed to run anything, certainly not governments and certainly not farms. But we have uh, seen this happen over and over. Uh, Just a century ago, in the early 30s, uh, we have uh, what was uh, a man-made famine. Millions of people killed in Ukraine. Now, if you know anything about Ukraine, you know anything about going shopping today, we're finding all these food shortages. Why is that? Well, Ukraine has long been known as the breadbasket of Europe, uh, very good at producing foods. Of course, now invaded by Russia, and in part, Russia is keeping fertilizer out of Ukraine. 
So a double blow to food production in Ukraine, but we've seen it before. Stalin, in the interests of pushing communism, hated the farmers, hated the peasants, wanted nothing to do with private property. That's the heart of communism, by the way. Get rid of all private property. So he nationalized Ukrainian farms, sent the farmers off to the gulags, sent peasants off. So between taking over the farms and, of course, getting the predictable results, mass starvation, millions and millions of people died, uh, either through the starvation or right being shipped off to concentration camps and the like. So this is communism in action. This is how it works, and this is always the outcome of it. And many are now warning that what we see with the EU, with the WEF, the Great Reset, we see more communism in action. Get rid of private property, take away rights of the citizens, let the state determine how everything is run. So what we see now in Holland and elsewhere, uh, it's starting to look a whole lot familiar with what we've already seen. And a lot of, well, certainly Dutch farmers are up in arms. They're having these big massive protests with tractors going you know, miles and miles down Dutch highways. Uh, saying, no, we will not give up our farms. We will not stop feeding the Dutch people. So there's a real uh, showdown brewing there. We can pray and we need to for the Dutch farmers. So it's either ownership or control of industries uh, that yep. might be something that we'd be concerned about. So uh, what about these things close to home for us, Bill? Uh, government yep. control, say, over the coal and gas Caps on prices. Uh, the yep. thought of big government and interventions uh, that mm. take over from the private enterprise that thinks they can get it right and make a profit and then government comes to intervene. Are we seeing something similar? Is there some connection there, do you think? Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's not far away Europe or Canada. It's right here in Australia. I mean, just think of what we have. We have probably one of the most energy sufficient nations on earth, right, in terms of natural resources, whether it's coal or unused uranium. We're happy to, you know, maybe let others have it, but we're not doing it ourselves. We well, There's no reason at all why we should have rising energy prices, why we should be having shortages of any kind. But as you say, let the government step in, get in the way of farmers or miners or industry, those who want to make use of these great resources we have. Uh, again, it's going to spell trouble. Always does. Whenever the government interferes, uh, you, you know, you want to back away. I'm reminded of Ronald Reagan, I think, uh, put it this way. The most uh, worrying thing you're ever going to hear from the state is when they say, hi, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Uh, usually it doesn't work out that way. Usually everything gets a whole lot worse. So yeah, what's happening in Holland and elsewhere, we're seeing plenty of signs here, whether it's, uh, you know, putting extra climate surcharges on travel, forcing people to ditch their cars, get electric vehicles, maybe limiting how many plane flights you can make use of. All the while the jet setters, right, fly into Davos, Switzerland to attend the Klaus Schwab uh, Gab Fest every year. So it's one rule for them, a different for us. But, yep, 
it's all sadly uh, coming right now, and Australia's included. Bill, as a Christian, trying to think through the issues and make sense of those uh, with a biblical lens, perhaps, uh, the thought of private ownership being something that even comes right back to the Ten Commandments. So, Bill, as a Christian, how do we think about these things? Yeah, well, good point. Uh, in fact, just the other night I was doing exactly the same in the light of all the stuff that's happening here and overseas. You know, it's looking to be a real worry indeed. It seems the powers of darkness keep winning, the good guys keep losing. So I was just crying out to the Lord and saying, come on, what's going on? And of course, we have to be reminded, A, he is sovereign. He is still on the throne. He's not surprised by what's happening in Holland or Canada or Australia. But yeah, we have got basic biblical principles to turn to. I mean, at least two, right, of the uh, Ten Commandments have to do with private property, right? Do not steal, do not covet. Both presuppose you've got something that you own and not the state. So yeah, if you're looking at bringing in Marxism with its uh, attempt to abolish all private property, well, you're you're already messing with God and his Ten Commandments. So uh, the Christian has to think about these things. Sure, we care about the environment, but not at the risk of, uh, well, potentially killing or deliberately murdering millions of people. Hate to say it, a lot of the people who talk the most about humanity and trying to save humanity are often the ones who care the least about human beings, right? Uh, a lot of these guys are quite open when they say we have to heavily get rid of so much of human population or we have to crack down on human freedoms in order to save the planet. They're, they're pretty open uh, about what they want. And that is not uh, what's in God's point of view. He says we put people first, obviously, take care of the planet. But anything that treats people as, uh, you know, mere products to be disposed of as uh, at will by governments, uh, that's not a good place to be in. And God tends to step in when that kind of stuff happens. Well, Bill, we have to draw our conversation to a close. Uh, but it's been a significant year. There's been lots of controversies. We'll be able, we've been able to talk through uh, each Friday. And no doubt 2023, the year ahead, We'll have an equal number of controversies and as you're highlighting even now almost to a preview that farming may well be in the scopes of those who want to take control. Uh, let me point listeners to the article we're talking about today called Dare to Resist the Great Reset and the Dutch Disease and you'll be able to find that at BillMuhlenberg.com or simply Google Culture Watch One Word. Bill uh, the happiest and holiest of Christmases to you and yours. Uh, thank you so much for a great year on 2020. And the same to you and the listeners, Neil. Thanks again. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.